green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, May 23rd. Galatians, page 3, first half. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14 from the New International Version, which reads, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith the law is not based on faith on the contrary it says the person who does these things will live by them christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. This is God's Word. I've said this a few times now. Galatians is a letter, and letters have pages, not chapters. And this week, we come to page three of it. And we're going to take it all in at once. Well, not exactly all at once, at least not all at once in today's reflections. Half today, half tomorrow. And then I'll challenge you to read the whole thing at once. Challenge, mind you, not command, because command sounds a bit hubristic for a humble composer of devotional musings, especially one employing a most improper translation, such as Mike's amplified version, to which we now turn. Oh, you pale-skinned wonders, aka Galatians, have you lost your flipping minds? Or has someone hexed you, imperial, placing you under their fiendish sway? 
right before your eyes, writ large, we place the indelible image of the world-changing reality of Jesus, Messiah, crucified. So here, I'll sit down and you teach me. Holy Spirit 101, did you receive personal and communal access to the very breath of God through performative compliance to a religious system? Or as the simple response of life-changing trust to what you heard? Are you really so slow on the uptake? Having jumped out of the starting block with a blast of divine breath, do you really think that you'll now finish the race with the huffing and puffing of human effort? Seriously? Have you passionately experienced so much for nothing? If it really was for nothing, clearly I'm not ready to give up on you just yet. So again, I put it to you. The one generously supplying you with a life-changing breath of God and energizing you again and again and again for life-changing demonstrations of divine power right where you live. Does this proceed from your ongoing performative compliance to a religious system or from your ongoing posture of life-changing trust flowing from what you hear? Answer, Abraham. Abraham exercised life-changing trust in God and was considered fully squared and right with God as a result. So enter this in your experiential database. Those who exercise such life-changing trust, these are Abraham's true progeny. Ancient writ anticipating the reality that it's by the exercise of life-changing trust that God squares all ethnicities to himself, telegraphed the good news in advance to Abraham by announcing, in you, all ethnicities, tribes, and peoples will be blessed. So then, those who exercise such life-changing trust are blessed along with ever-trusting Abraham. As many as rely on performative compliance to a religious system are under a curse, for so reads ancient writ. Cursed is everyone who doesn't, with exacting rigor, do everything written in the book of the law. Now that no one by performative compliance with such a religious system is squared with God is undeniably clear, because ancient writ also declares it is by life-changing trust that the one right with God and with others lives. And religious systems aren't about life-changing trust, but the one who does what is required will live by each act of said compliance. Christ liberated us from the cursing demand of such unending performative compliance to the rules by taking on himself the curse of a rule-breaker for us. As ancient writ further declares, cursed is everyone left hanging on the wood gallows. So that the blessing of Abraham might flow to all ethnicities in the Messiah, Jesus, so that we might have full access to the promised life-giving breath of God through the exercise of life-changing trust. And once again, this is God's Word. So are you game for a third read-through using yet another translation of your choice? Go for it. Galatians 3, 1 through 14, one more time through. See what you see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What do you hear and see in this text? 
What key words and themes are emerging? What questions are being stirred in you? What question would you ask Paul if you could? What initial takeaway is forming in your mind? How might God be nudging you through your initial encounter with this text? Lord, speak to me through this text, this impassioned writing of Paul frustrated by human fickleness and our short attention spans, even as he is drawn up into the sublime of you. Let me likewise be drawn up, transfixed and transformed by the hearing of faith with fresh ears and an unforeskinned heart. Through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.